What's up, Joe? What's up, everybody? This is Jeff Fennell, Sports 360. And as always, I'm here with my man, Rob Duran of Rob Duran Sports. Rob, what's up, man? What's going on, man? What's going on? Man, um, NBA playoffs, one thing still going on. And, you know, we got baseball starting to heat up um, in a lot of ways on the field and off the field. Um, and so, yeah, I want to talk about some of that stuff tonight, talk about the NBA playoffs. But, you know, want to talk, uh, you know, a, a good a good deal about um, about the sticky stuff, Rob. I mean, you know, it's only been two full days so far. Um, I guess today's the third day of the enforcement of the of these new rules regarding foreign foreign substances. But it has been interesting, hasn't it? Yes, it has been, man. Quite an yeah. adventure so far. <laughs> and it's only <laughs> been a couple of days. So certainly <laughs> want to talk about that. But before we do, man, um, NBA playoffs have also been very interesting, Rob. Um, right now, Eastern Conference Finals, um, tonight, game one between, surprisingly enough, you know, my team, <laughs> the Milwaukee Bucks, <laughs> they're my team now, <laughs> um, the Milwaukee Bucks and the Atlanta Hawks. And I think that matchup is a surprise for many. And then out West, we have uh, Phoenix and the LA Clippers. Phoenix currently up two games to none. First of all, Rob, really all joking aside, what do you think about the Eastern Conference Finals? That matchup has to be a surprise to you, doesn't it? I don't know. I don't do, you know, betting or odds or anything like that. But I would love to see how many people pick this matchup to meet up. Because I don't think anybody expected the Hawks to be there. Maybe a few people thought Milwaukee might get past the Nets and things of that nature. Um, But the Hawks, man, they're playing with house money. They're in there. You know, a lot of people thought they'll probably beat the Knicks. And then that's really it for them. That's their ceiling. But this team is young. They're hungry. They're just out there playing ball, man. They are balling. They're doing their thing. Nate McMillan, shout out to him. Big props to what he's been doing since he took over the the coaching job there. And and then Milwaukee, man, like I said, maybe people expected them there. I certainly didn't. Um, They're your team, though, so I got to show some respect (laughs) to them. But, you know, they're there. And it's definitely a surprising matchup that I did not see coming at all. Yeah, and look, I'm going to give Milwaukee their due because I've criticized them multiple times. um, And here they are. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they deserve credit for that. Um, You know, they won a game seven on the road. Uh, in overtime in Brooklyn, when Kevin Durant throws up 48, Giannis comes and throws up 40. Um, obviously, it was a close game. And, um, you know, they prevailed. And so they deserve credit. I'll give credit where credit is due. I still think they do some dumb stuff, you know, and it's, it's still <laughs> frustrating to watch them play sometimes. But they overcame. Uh, a lot of the odds that were against them. Um, And, you know, they found a way to beat the Brooklyn Nets. So I give them credit uh, for doing that, of course. Um, And like you said, Atlanta, 
Yeah, they're playing with house money. They're playing with house money. But I will tell I will say this. Yeah, they beat Philadelphia. And again, a game seven on the road. And, you know, the road team won. But man, Philadelphia, bro. Come on, man. Those wow. guys, you know, they they did not play well down the stretch in game five. Obviously, when they blew the huge lead in Philly, they were up 26 at one point, 24 in the third quarter of, of that game, and they lost that game. Um, and that was on the heels of losing an 18-point lead in game four. And then in game seven, it got down the stretch, and, man, those guys – they played tight, and there was nobody, nobody who played tighter than our man Ben Simmons. Yeah, man, complete, complete no-show in the fourth quarter that entire series. Yeah. And the narrative continues about him. You know, when, like you said, he's playing tight, and the, when the playoffs come and the bright lights are on, he steps back. You know, he wide-open shots right under the basket. He's passing them up. That's stuff you can't do, man. Those are difference makers. Those are momentum shifts. You know, a dunk here and there, a crazy dunk here and there, that shifts momentum. And maybe that makes a difference in the series. Maybe it doesn't. We'll never know. But, man, he had a lot of opportunities to do something. And he just would pass it up, literally pass it up. It's, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah. And there's, and there's so much talk that he's played his last game in Philadelphia um, that – you know, that there's trouble in the locker room. And, you know, he's obviously physically gifted. He's talented. Um, he's young. He's 24 years old. Um, but it may be that they may have to move him, and we'll see. Um, but, man, that was, that was just a bad, a bad, a bad deal for the Sixers. Um, ben Simmons didn't shoot free throws well. He didn't shoot at all um, in – in a lot of these games, um, did not play well. And you said this before um, about Doc, Doc Rivers, the coach. Um, and it bears saying again, um, Doc Rivers' teams seem to now have this habit of coming up short. And I think yeah. he's now lost four game sevens. You know what I'm saying? Um uh, over the past couple of years. And so, you know, he seems to be coming up short as well. So a lot of trouble in Philadelphia, but, you know, hats off to Atlanta. Um, and now, you know, they're in the Eastern Conference Finals. And as you said, playing with house money against the Milwaukee Bucks. So, um, but it's been exciting, Rob. You know why? Because it hasn't been the typical storylines with the typical you know, cast the characters, right? There's been no LeBron, there's been no staff, you know what I'm saying? That that kind of yeah. stuff. Um, so we, we're seeing different players. And that Phoenix team, man, is a fun team to watch, I tell you. Yeah, I love Devin Booker, man. <clears throat> if you didn't know his name before this season and before these playoffs, you know it now. The dude is a star, man. Wow. You know, CP3 gets a lot of credit for what he's brought to that team, and he brought this mental toughness to them, and they needed that. They needed a veteran to bring that mental toughness to get them over that hump, especially after what they did, you know, in the bubble play last year, just missing the playoffs for going 8-0. and Thanks to Devin Booker, but 
this dude has elevated his game and he's taking on a leadership role alongside CP3. The dude is a star. DeAndre Ayton has, you know, he's the number one overall pick. And there were a lot of question marks about him, I'm sure, you know, leading up to the season. And he's coming into his own. And he's doing his thing. He made the big shot last night to win the game in that in the dunk. Um, but, yeah, man, that Suns team is fun. I love watching them play. Yeah. And DeAndre Ayton, as you said, has just been phenomenal. So, you know, so I think there's, you know, it still has been – some good basketball. Yeah, a lot of players have, have missed time due to injury, and, and, and that's been a bit of a bummer. But, um, you know, you have to, you know, give credit to the players who are showing up and, and putting on a show. And so right now we have four teams standing, right? Phoenix and the L.A. Clippers and Milwaukee and Atlanta. So uh, let's see who can emerge uh, from this, and we'll find that out um over the next week or so. Um, it's going to take a little bit longer, though, to find out where we are on this sticky stuff. Um, oh, again, MLB instituted new rules. The rules already was on the books, right? Pitchers can't use foreign substances on the baseball. And, you know, the dirty little secret in baseball for years was that Pitchers were using foreign stuff on the baseball, right? And it was like, okay, we need it for grip and control and all the rest of that. But baseball concluded, and I don't think a lot of people argue with it, Rob, that that the sticky stuff had gotten to such a point where it was changing the game from a performance yeah. standpoint, where now pitchers were able to get a higher spin rate. Um, and so those fastballs were faster. Those breaking balls were breaking a lot more sharper. And so it had changed the game. And that's why we saw, you know, the pitchers dominating and hitters, you know, just really struggling. Um, but baseball instituted a new rule, 10 game suspension for anyone found with sticky stuff, whether you're a position player or a pitcher. And the mandatory checks. We have to talk about that because the <laughs> mandatory checks started on june 21st so as of you know tonight we're three days in and rob it's been interesting so far hasn't it yeah man and it's only gonna get better we have trevor bauer tonight so we'll see <laughs> <laughs> oh boy i can't wait for that one but yeah man we've seen some antics out there some fun stuff and then we've seen some <laughs> see max scherzer get pretty upset with joe girardi after what um what he pulled in, in last night's game, but oh, I don't know, man. It, it's one of those things where going back to what you were saying about the sticky stuff, it was being used, you know, there's no, the dirty little secret. We all knew about it, but it's almost like, you know, pitchers saw this opportunity of, well, they're not enforcing it. So let's push a little bit more and a little bit more until they push the MLB to the edge, basically. And MLB said, okay, enough is enough. Like, we need to control this now. We need to rein this in. And this is where we are now. And, and these mandatory checks that are going on, man, might be – they're highlight-worthy at this point. Three days in, they are highlight-worthy. They are taking over the news. And MLB is on all the networks right now because of these mandatory checks and not so much what's going on on the field. So, oh, boy. 
Yeah. And, you know, I want to come back, obviously, to what's gone on with the sticky stuff. But you, you said some something that's worthy of pausing on right now. And that is that the checks, you know, for the sticky stuff has now become in some ways bigger than what's going on on the field. And, you know, I got to tell you, and I agree with you. And and, and part of me says this is a problem for baseball because we are a few weeks away from the all-star game. Mm. Right. And, you know, I can envision that there'll be quite a bit of talk during the all-star game about sticky stuff. Yeah. And that's not what you need. And, you know, baseball has a bit of a problem because for every pitcher that's being checked, it's essentially saying, you can't be trusted to play the game by the rules. So we have to make sure you're not cheating. Every time it happens, whether that is said out loud or not, that's the visual picture, right? Every picture that comes off and the umpire is now checking him for sticky stuff, that's a visual picture that says, we have to make sure that you're not cheating at this game. And I don't know any other sport that does that openly like that during a game, <laughs> right? Yeah, no. Um, cause, and I cause think I that's think a even, bit of a problem. Yeah, because I think even boxing, they'll check you before you come out and all that stuff. If I'm not mistaken, they'll check the gloves, just make sure everything is looking good. But to be checked during a game, and it's funny because um, Zach Britton, pitcher for the Yankees, he's part of the executive committee for the Players Association. He came out, I think it was today, said a quote, basically, you know, you're a young kid at a game and you ask your mom or your dad or whoever's with you, the adult at the game with you, and you say, hey, why are the, why are the your umpires checking this pitcher, you know, two, three times a game? The parent or the adult has no choice but to say, well, they think everyone is cheating, so they have to check them. And that's a bad look for the game mm-hmm. to be said that way. So, you know, maybe we're three days in and now we kind of see – a little bit of a picture of what what's going what it's going to look like moving forward. So maybe this is an opportunity for MLB to say, all right, we got let's say they last a week. We're a week into this. Let's try to make these checks different. Let's have someone, you know, maybe in the dugout or in the clubhouse. Maybe the pitcher goes into the tunnel and gets checked real quick. Make sure everything is good. Nobody has to see this. You know, we don't have to make a whole show of getting the pitcher checked and make that the central focus of the game when the game should be focused on the game itself. You know, we have guys like you were talking about the all-star game is coming up. Shohei Otani is going to be in the home run derby. This guy's one of the best pitchers in the game. Also one of the best hitters in the game. And I feel like we're not talking about what the kind of season he's having, or even yesterday, Wander Franco got called up by the Rays. Huge home run. But we're all talking about Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer, you know? So I think MLB has to maybe adjust the way these checks are happening. So we can put more focus on the game and less on the off the field stuff. Yeah, because you bring up Scherzer and, you know, he got checked three times during his outing. One of them was at the request of Joe Girardi, the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. And Max obviously plays for the Washington Nationals. And and Girardi asked for the check in the middle of an inning. You know, I I believe it was first and third, two outs. So it was a tense situation. It was a tight ball game. 
and Girardi call for it. And, and, and Mike Rizzo, the general manager of the Nationals, said it was no question that Girardi was trying to get him off his game. And he called him a con artist. Yeah, he did not. So now we back. have <laughs> uh, a general manager calling a manager on another team a con artist for you know going to the umpires and say, "Hey, check the check the pitcher on the other team." And then when Max Scherzer came off the mound after he got checked at you know when at Girardi's request, at the end of the inning he got out of the inning and he stared Girardi down, and then Girardi. Yeah comes out of the dugout and is like, you want to go? You want to go? Come on, let's go. Let's go. So now you got a manager wanting to fight a player. You got a general manager <laughs> calling the manager a con artist. And Rob Manfred says, yeah, the first couple of days have been going pretty well. <laughs> I actually saw that quote by Rob Manfred a little before we got on. And I looked at my wife and I was like, are you kidding me? Did he not just see what happened the past few days? Guys are dropping their pants for these checks. It's, for real. <laughs> come on, man. Oh, boy. Right. And for those who may think Rob is 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 exaggerating, right? Um, I was about to say Tony Romo. It was Sergio Romo <laughs> <laughs> who, <laughs> who came off the mound. Um, and the pitcher, uh, you know, he he had to get checked by the umpires. And he, he like threw his hat on the ground, threw his glove <laughs> on the ground. He took off his belt, and then he unbuckled his pants <laughs> and dropped them. <laughs> oh man! And as you oh, said, goodness. and this is all before Trevor Bauer gets into the act. Yeah. So, who knows what'll happen tonight when it's time yeah. for Trevor Bauer to get checked? Yeah. So, but what do you think about this? Um, uh, Clayton Kershaw said, you know, and, and he referenced what happened to Max. And he said, you know, the way Girardi called out Scherzer, there should be some repercussions for a manager who asks for a pitcher to be checked. And then it turns out that the pitcher is clean. Um, in a situation like that, um, Kershaw said, there should be some some repercussions for that manager. What do you think about that? I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly okay with that. Whether it's losing a challenge, uh, one of the replay challenges or something of that nature, I'm okay with, you know, there being something. Because as a manager, like Girardi was trying to get Scherzer in trouble, basically. He's trying to get him kicked out of the game. Whether Scherzer had something or not, you know, obviously he didn't. But that's what Girardi's goal is, to throw him off his game, get him kicked out, try to win that ball game that way. And <laughs> the dude gets checked three times and there's nothing on him. So, yeah, you know, Girardi got ejected last night, but that was that was separate from him asking for the check. But, yeah, I, I agree with Kershaw. I think something should happen in, in response to that. If, you know, you get checked, maybe it's if the manager has to get the player checked twice or something like that. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm on board with Kershaw. I'm okay with that. I am too, I think. I, I don't think managers should have a free a free pass, right? I think there should be, you know, it should be something that's in place that lets a manager know, be careful here. Don't just willy-nilly start trying to accuse a guy. Don't engage in gamesmanship. 
don't try to do it, you know, when it's a bases loaded situation with one out and you're trying to get the guy to, you know, hit to break the guy's concentration or something like that. You know, there needs to be something that says to the manager up front, if you do this and you're wrong, there's a price to pay. Um, you know, uh, I know you had said earlier when we were talking that maybe the manager loses a a a uh, replay challenge, and maybe yeah. that's maybe that's something. Sort of like in um, in football when you challenge and you can lose a timeout, right? Yeah. If you're wrong, um, but there, there there does need to be something here because I don't think we should allow managers to. Um, try to game the system, but at the same time, if they do think that they have a legitimate reason, then yeah, they should be able to challenge, but if they're wrong, they're going to, you know, they have to pay a price. Yeah. And and that's the problem with instituting new rules kind of in the middle of the season, because you don't have that area to kind of to see the pros and cons of it, you know, like in a spring training or, or in the minor leagues or something like that. Um, so it's not just black and white when it comes to these rules. Like there's going to be a lot of gray area and we keep saying that we're three days in and we're seeing a lot of gray areas already. So that's part of the issue with instituting and throwing a new rule in, you know, in the middle of June when the season is already undergone, you know, three, four months in, and, and this is part of it. This is the learning curve uh, or the adjustment curve of having a new rule thrown into the middle of the season. Yeah. And, you know, on that part, Rob, you know, as I thought about this more uh, over the past several days, I think it's that part of it uh, being instituted in the middle of the season that I think is really unfair, Um, because I do think that, you know, to the extent that pitchers were using it and and from all reports, right, it uh, it was pretty widespread, not everybody, but, you know, fairly common. Um, and you know, Garrett Cole has gone on record and even, um, Tyler Glass now talking about how they have to like really choke the ball now to try to get a grip on it. And even Scherzer last night said he was, you know, he was trying to get a grip on the ball by, you know, putting some sweat on his fingertips, yeah. you know, to try to get a grip. And he said, what are we going to do when it gets cold, when you're not sweating out there, you know? Um, and so pitches are going through some changes in the way they're gripping the ball in their mechanics. And that's the type of thing that could lead to an injury, right? When you have to change your mechanics. And to your point, if it's done in spring training or whatever, there's an opportunity, you know, during the off season, especially if the rule was announced ahead of time for guys to begin making changes to their mechanics, to their grip and so forth, that allows them to ease into it as opposed to in the heat of the competition in the middle of the season, having to do it and then risk injury. So I think that part of it is the timing is, is something that I think is really troublesome here. Yeah. And I definitely 100% agree. And I think MLB did this um, very reactionary, I guess, because the offensive numbers were so down and so many people, you know, including myself were out here complaining that, nobody's hitting you know all these no hitters are great but when they're happening at the rate that they're happening that's a you know there's something going on that's a little too much 
So I think this was very reactionary by MLB. I think maybe in the long run, we'll look back and say, oh, I'm glad they did it because now the, the balance is kind of back to where it has to be or where it should be. But you're 100% right. I think the timing of it is a huge question mark and it's a huge concern because maybe we are going to see some injuries later on in the season as a lot of these guys have to try to adjust or we're going to see a lot of guys get smacked around. You know, I mentioned last time, you know, Garrico gave up 10 runs and two starts, which is something I haven't seen him do since he was in Pittsburgh, maybe. And that's crazy because he's been so dominant over the past three or four years. But it, that's part of the adjustment of not having the substances and all this stuff. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, we will. Um, the other thing that bears noting is the apparent division that seems to be in place among the players. And I think Chris Bryant so far um, has given voice to the hitter's side publicly, uh, more so than anybody that I've seen. Chris Bryant uh, was quoted as saying that the hitters were stupid in essentially agreeing to the line or the rationale that pitchers needed to use the sticky stuff in order to have greater control and that that greater control was beneficial for hitters because at least now hitters don't have to worry about balls coming in at their head and all the rest of that at 95, 98 miles an hour. And he said, you know, we were stupid to believe that. And he said, he's all in on the new enforcement. So that's a pretty strong statement from a hitter that says, you know what? I ain't feeling these pitchers complaining right now. You know what I mean? Um, you know, we we fell for that old okie doke about, oh, we need to have more control. He said, forget all that. I'm all in. Get those guys. And, and, and you know, I'm paraphrasing, you know what I mean? I'm being more provocative. But, I mean, essentially, that's what he's saying, right? Um, and that, so that might be a sign of a little division between the hitters and pitchers on this issue. Yeah, man. And you know what? I think we all got tricked into this because – until MLB came out and said there is no correlation between guys getting hit and using the substances or, or less players getting hit. We were all thinking the same thing. Well, these guys are using it for grip, man. You can't take that away from them. We're going to see guys get hit in the face now. And then MLB came out with their study and said, well, actually, no. So <laughs> I think a lot of us, hitters included, you know, they're all thinking the same thing as Chris Bryant. He was just the first one to speak out. And I'm sure more people will speak out as this continues later you know in a few weeks months whatever the case may be but i I think he's right you know there we all got a little tricked into this and and you're you bring up a good point with the division of players between we may see that between hitters and pitchers um that'll be a storyline to keep watching down the line yeah particularly in the bargaining year where you would want all of the players to be pulling in the same direction, right? And you wouldn't want this to be a distraction and a cause of division among players that somehow spills over into or affects the unity that's needed for collective bargaining. So, um, you know, it remains to be seen. But Chris Bryant, I mean, he came out and essentially was saying, don't cry for me, Argentina, because I don't (laughs) care. 
<laughs> that you guys are, are, are facing more scrutiny. So um, really, really interesting stuff, man. Hey, but you know what, Rob? I, I, I've, I've been thinking about something else here with this sticky stuff. And, and as we said, you know, we've seen some of the pitchers, you know, being very upset. You know, some have gotten checked and, you know, Romo dropping his pants, all the rest of that. And others who've gone on record saying this is bad stuff. But, Bob, I got an idea. And I don't know how we institute it, but I think this will be part of a great solution for baseball. I, I, I really do. I really do. And, and, and here's the idea. I think that that and I'm going to patent this so that nobody can steal it. But here it is. I'm going to come out with MLB pre-check. So what that will be, it's sort of like TSA pre-check. Because you know, at TSA pre-check, you don't have to take off your belt. You don't have to take off your shoes. You don't have to take off your jacket, right? Why? Because you got TSA pre-check. You can, they, don't, they don't go into your suitcase. They don't check nothing, right? So I think... When it comes to the sticky stuff, we should have MLB pre-check. And for a fee, we can charge all these pitchers, Max Scherzer, right? Clayton Kershaw, right? We can sign them up. Sign them up. Can you imagine what we would get? Ooh. MLB pre-check. And so if they sign up and get MLB pre-check, and all they got to do when they come off the mound is show the umpire the MLB pre-check sticker and they can just continue into the dugout without having this to drop their pants, show their hat, take off their belt or anything like that. I'm telling you, Rob, we can make a killing that I'm telling you MLB pre-check. There you go, man. That's retirement right there. There you go. Let's do it. (laughs) I'm patenting that thing right after this show, man. So that nobody tries to steal my idea. MLB pre-check. And then maybe we can come up with the clear, too. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All you got to do is, like, have some optical thing, right? Just scan your eyes. Oh, he's clean. (laughs) Oh, man. Revolutionizing the game. They want more technology, right? We're giving it to them. There you go. There you go. Can't tell me. I don't think analytically. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Make money all the way to the bank. MLB man. pre-check. Nope. Hey, they checked got... me before the game. Sorry. <laughs> you got my vote for commissioner, Jeff. You got there it. You go. You got there it. There you go. But yeah, man. <laughs> um, we'll see how this um continues to play out though. Um, over the next couple of weeks. Um and, and I think what's going to really be interesting is whether MLB sticks to the current procedures yeah. or if they make some tweaks. Because one of the things that I think would really be a black eye even the more for MLB, because I don't think this is a good thing. And I, and I do think Zach Britton is right. You know, a kid saying, why are they doing that? And you have to say, well, they make sure they're not cheating. I mean, really? I don't think that's a good message to the fan base. But I also 
the idea of we get to October baseball and, you know, it's the best teams competing in the playoffs. And we have to continue to see pitchers being checked because, again, the operating assumption is they might be cheating. That's just bad for the product, man. Yeah. It's going to take over storyline, especially in October. Man, we're we're looking forward to the World Series, and that's going to be a huge thing. All right, here goes X, Y, and Z getting checked again. This is the fourth time he's been checked, you know, this series. And they're going to create new stats for guys getting checked, and that's going to continue to take over the storyline. I think they do have to adjust. Like I said earlier, they have to adjust, mm-hmm. maybe check the guys in the in the dugout, you know, in the tunnel where nobody can see it, where no cameras get access to that. A private check, you know, maybe it's an umpire, the home plate umpire, or the crew chief runs down there in between innings with the with the pitchers. The quick check, boom, done. But you don't need I don't think you need the whole show of having it on the field where cameras are seeing it and, and that's the big storyline that we wake up to every morning. I, I don't think it has to be it. Like I know, you know, we're joking around about Bauer. He's going to lead the networks tomorrow, you know, depending on what he does during his check. That's going to be on every news channel. So it's one of those things, man. You know, there has to be some type of balance of we're going to, this is the rule. It's, it's set in stone. Now let's find a way to make it happen where it doesn't take over for the sport. Yeah. And as you, as you were speaking, I thought about something, Rob, that we haven't touched on, and that is, and you're right, you know, this is already a bigger story in a, in a lot of ways than what's going on on the field. But what about the the day when the first guy gets Ooh. caught? You're talking about being a storyline, right? Yep. I mean, now you have that, and then you have all the video that goes along with that. You have all the gifts that are going to be made right (laughs) behind that. You know, you're going to have all the social media chatter. You're going to have, you know, the guy's explanation after the game, right? You know, I don't know where that came from. (laughs) I mean, that kind of stuff, you know, um, you know, that wasn't my hat. Right, it wasn't my hat. I borrowed it from Babe Ruth. <laughs> right, you got to have all this stuff, right? And then maybe he's going to appeal, and then it's going to be the outcome of his appeal. And yeah. you know, I mean, it, I don't know. I, I I just can't see. And again, my thinking is evolving on this, you know, but I just can't see how this is the best thing for the game. I'm starting to look at that. I think my initial reaction was, look, man, this is the rule. And, you know, hey, we need some more offense. We were talking about that last week, right? Hey, I want to see some more home runs. You said, I want to see some more hits. I want to see some more home runs. I want to see my Yankees winning more games, right? (laughs) Um. And yeah, we all want to see that. But the more I start to think about this, it just doesn't seem to be the best thing for the game. There needs to be a better way. Yeah, I think that's, again, I think that's part of 
having this rule thrown in there in the middle of June. Yeah. As opposed to giving not just the players, but everybody this this mental, you know, the the time to think mentally and how to react to it and feel about it and all this stuff. It was literally, you know, we had our episode last week and this week the rule is already there three days in. So <laughs> our time to think about it was very quick. Yeah. It was it was night and day. We have to okay, this is the rule, it's enforced, three days in. And I think that's part of it. It's now we're get, we're three days in, and now we're kind of seeing the development of this. And this is something that should have happened in the off season to give this room for error of okay, so how do we fix this? This didn't work. We're a week in. We're three days in. It didn't work this way. So let's try to do something a little bit different this week and see how it goes until we start the season. And this is going to be the one. You know, everything has a has a period, a time for error. There's always you know, the pros and cons of everything when something new is, is put into place. And this rule didn't have that. And we're seeing that we're going to see the consequences of it. Yeah. And it's already started and it's already started and it's just been a few days. So stay tuned um, because there is more to come on this one. So, okay, brother. Well, as always, man, good to to chop this up with you man talk about this particular issue because as we said last time this is a big issue for the game and um we'll we'll keep we'll keep on top of it and um you know continue to follow it wherever it leads but i appreciate man the conversation um and why don't we do this man why don't we agree to come back again next week and and give them some more and, and give them another edition of sports 360 sounds like a plan sounds like a plan all right brother 